Howdy, y'all. <laughs> this is Arielle. And this is Melissa. And thank you so much for tuning in to People on the Planet, where the little things do make a big difference. Today's episode is going to be about convenience. And um, as always, we're going to start our podcast with a nice little quote. And to start off our podcast, our quote is by the famous Bill Gates. And the quote is, the vision is that people should have the ultimate inconvenience, being able to get the things they care about on the appropriate devices. I really think that this quote ties in perfectly mm-hmm. with um, the topic of convenience because it kind of relates to technology and how we want everything right now. Exactly. And most of the decisions that we make, to your point, I think this goes along with the evolution of technology, especially in the recent years, and with that, the onslaught of immediacy and people, so many choices that we make are based around what's convenient. The stores that we shop in, the products that we, you know, purchase and give money to, it, it really all centers around what's convenient, and a lot of the time, doing, quote-unquote, the right thing might not always be the easiest and most efficient thing to some people, and they're willing to make some sacrifices as far as sustainable and ethical consuming is concerned. Basically, in the society that we live in, we're used to, you know, I want it here, I want it now, and uh, if it takes a little while, even if my computer is buffering, I get angry. I get frustrated. And if I'm in the line at a drive-thru and it takes too long, I'm like, this is fast food. (laughs) You know, I become this old person, but in reality, a lot of the times we're able, well, we make these exceptions and sacrifice best practices for convenience. And I really feel like convenience um, goes into the average 40-hour work week where we're exhausted from working, and the last thing we want to have to worry about is where the heck our toilet paper comes from, mm-hmm. or if the laundry detergent that we're using is diminishing the soil around our houses and mm-hmm. whatnot. And another thing that I wanted to add about the society that we're living in and convenience and getting what's quick and easy rather than doing some research behind the products and services that we use and the companies that they come from is it just opens the door for so much more waste. You know, whatever, when you order a package from Amazon because it will be here overnight and it's what you wanted for the cheapest price, who cares what labor went into producing it? It's what's cheap and it's what'll get here the fastest. But that opens the door for so many disposable things, like especially where packaging is concerned. So I think that when we make the sacrifice for what's good for what's convenient, we're also later facing the consequence of, you know, things just being disposable. People not wanting to take the time to repurpose that waste. Or even properly recycle or just yeah. I mean, especially right now because we're kind of in the not kind of, I mean we're months into a global <laughs> pandemic. Something like that. And I mean stores are reopening, things are reopening and I'm still terrified to go out to certain places, and it sometimes is much easier to have something delivered than go to a store just in fear of going out in public around other people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that especially has hiked up production of delivery. Mm -hmm. And I mean, think about it. Jeff Bezos made so much money during 
freaking pandemic. There was this list of like the top ten richest people on how much richer they became from profiting off of services like that that they owned during the pandemic, and it's just insane, especially since you know a majority of Americans are without a job or just barely. Another conversation for another time. But, <laughs> yeah, Jeff Bezos, who was already the richest man in the world, and if he spent a billion dollars every day for the rest of his life, he wouldn't spend up all his money. I've seen so many videos of, like, here's what he could do with all his money, and this is how much money he would have left, and I'm just like, the heck is this man doing? What the heck is that? But, again, his his organization, which, again, it is convenient, and it's, it's taken over. Amazon is everything. the most convenient delivery service. It has so many services. I can't Let me give it. you an example of how packaging, when it's not thought through, is just not only extremely wasteful, but just asinine in the production of this, this uh, shipping model. I ordered a pack of necklace chains for pendants that I'm you know, creating from recycled stuff. Stay tuned for that on the craft corner in a few weeks. Round of applause, thanks. <laughs> thank you, I thank you. Um, but I ordered some chains just to see how it tried out. And mind you, on the advertisement, it showed these chains that were in, I guess, a cardboard box kind of, kind of surface, and they had little divots cut out for mm -hmm. each chain. So all that it was was a piece of cardboard that had been cut in a few different ways so that the chains could be shipped and wouldn't tangle. So that's what I was expecting to get out of this purchase. Yeah, that's smart. I get it, and it's this tiny white box full of 36 tiny Ziploc bags, each with an individual chain inside. And not only do I have no idea what I'm possibly going to do with all these small Ziploc bags, but it, it just... It, blows my mind like how how is that more efficient how is that it's not more efficient it's, it's not. more time it's consuming whatever. doesn't make any sense to me so we want to talk about convenience and do you want to say a few words about greenwashing yes so i mean the topic today is about convenience and there there are a lot of false advertisements out there um, about sustainable products. I get them all the time on my Instagram feed, left and right. I get like no waste products here, sold here, like get reusable containers here. And it's just like, okay, like, yes, you're dimming down on that one time use, but the rest of your company isn't sustainable. Well, that's something that I want to touch on, too, when uh, a little bit later in this episode, when I go into how you can know that your the products and companies that you're shopping with are sustainable, but a lot of it has to do with transparency, and typically an organization that is it's sustainable, yeah. sustainably proves they wear like a badge of honor, and you can find that information without hardly having to look on it or look for it on their website or social media accounts. But, but not to say I haven't found companies that are transparent and sustainable, but they don't advertise it, which I think is very weird. And it's usually the ones that aren't really sustainable that yeah. are very vocal about it. But the way that you can tell the difference is they don't have a plan of action outlined. The, the, the mm -hmm. companies and organizations that do actually practice ethical labor sourcing and sustainable product material sourcing, they have a plan. They show you where these 
different pieces all came from and, and how they comply with certain rules and regulations. And a true transparent company will pretty much give you all the data down to their carbon footprint and where everything is going down to mm -hmm. where their factories are and who's running them and how fair the trade is. And that all comes down to different certifications. And you can actually find those on, I mean, if you're certified in anything like uh, Fair Trade, GOTS, uh, mm -hmm. B Corp, any of those type of certifications, they're going to be on the website in the About Us or like their mission statement type of um, section. So that is where you want to look out for those uh, verifications and certifications to see how transparent the company actually is. And um, I've also actually curated a list just in case some people want to reach out to companies that may not be fully transparent but like are curious about the product um, because everybody has their own level of ethical purchasing. Mine goes pretty deep though. <laughs> And uh, to Arielle's point, I just want to follow up on a few things she said. Um, fair trade certification confirms that the clothes that you buy were made ethically and the products recognize and uphold international labor organization standards and comply with the following factory standard requirements. Fair trade premiums, workers' voice, and women's rights. An easy way to ensure a company is practicing these standards is checking the bottom of their webpage for a fair trade organization certification label. A great resource for quick and efficient fair trade shopping is visiting fairtradeamerica.org slash fairtrade-products. They have different brands separated by the following categories. Coffee, fashion, beauty, chocolate, bananas and avocados. Avocados are huge. Let me, oh, Huge. avocado toast, yeah, they're in high supply right now. High demand, that's what I meant to say. Just like the whole ethical purchasing and making and growing of avocados. I just want to insert a disclaimer here because it just sounded like I went on a long monologue, and I just want to say, <laughs> Ariel and I are not sponsored by anything, anywhere. Nobody. Somebody Nothing. sponsor us. <laughs> sponsor us. I mean, there is Anchor, which you guys heard about earlier, but um, other than that, so everything that we're saying is real and from the heart, just as conscious consumers. We Truly. are not making a dime from telling you to go check out this place or anything like that. We are truly, genuinely just trying to help. And we're actually going to have an Instagram post with a bunch of different labels that you can um, look out for. Just if you're in the store shopping um, and are a little bit more conscious as of now than you were a day ago, um, all those symbols will be up on our Instagram in a post. And we can't stress enough, you know, the whole point of this podcast is to remind you that little things make a big difference. And if your only takeaway from this after seeing this content on Instagram or on our website and you remember the Fair Trade logo or you remember a company name that you see, next time you go to Marshalls and you're shopping through brands and you see that brand, you'll remember and you'll feel good about your purchase. Like even just making that one small change and having that one small takeaway makes a huge difference so in addition to looking oh, no, go. <laughs> so in addition to looking for the fair trade symbol you should also look out for GOTS which stands for a global organic textile standard this certification means textiles are composed of a minimum of 70% organic fibers 
Thoughts also helps companies track water and energy usage while manufacturing textiles in an attempt to encourage them to waste less. You should find these certification labels on the product or by looking up the retailer slash brand in GOTS public database. A great resource for finding or confirming GOTS certified brands is global-standard.org. You can learn all about what the actual certification entails, search their public database, and learn more information about conferences and meetings. Yes, GOTS does have conferences and meetings. And one final note about knowing the sustainable and ethical sourcing of your products and brands is be on the lookout for self-enforced codes or inspections on trade and environmental issues. Most, com most companies have a code of conduct or code of ethics available on their website. These codes of conduct typically explain the company's standards on sustainability and human rights and how they implement and carry out these initiatives. This may include inspections and third-party audits. And those three resources all tie back to the idea of Transparency, jazz hands. And on that note, um, I want to go back to greenwashing. If a company is not out in your face being like, here's all my certifications, and I'm super ethical over here, they most likely are not. And they are greenwashing and trying to make profit off of the sustainable lifestyle that people are trying to have for themselves. Mm -hmm. And they're not helping. They're not. They're making plastic products that, yeah, it's more than one-time use, but at the end of the day, that product is going to age and end up in a landfill anyway. So... And it's great. Don't get us wrong. It's great that those companies are even making stuff out of something that's recycled, but as far as, you know, having your products properly sourced and distributed... Don't just fall for the surface, you know, that's the same thing as, you know, some meat packagers will write gluten-free on their <laughs> lunch meat. Like, obviously it's gluten-free, and anybody who actually has a celiac allergy will be able to look at that and be like, well, no, no shit, duh. Sherlock. I mean, no duh. But anybody who doesn't really know, and they just start trying to live healthy, and they see that, they'll be fooled. So don't be fooled. <laughs> So, uh, one other thing that we wanted to touch on is the difference between buying local and getting everything through online resources. And again, we are living in such an unprecedented time. Nobody could have foreseen everything being shut down for six plus months and probably longer because of the pandemic, but it happens and we're fortunate enough to live in a time that you can get a lot of stuff through the internet, but... When you order something through Amazon, for example, and this isn't really supposed to be bashing Amazon entirely, but it kind of is because Jeff Bezos is a hoarder of wealth and should not. He should have. Anyway. Isn't Amazon carbon neutral? Or they're trying to be? Or they're going to be in a certain I'll believe year. it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say a certain president made a lot of promises too, and I haven't seen anything yet. So I'll believe <laughs> it when I see it. That's for you, 45. Anywho, uh, back on track. When you order something from a big conglomerate like Walmart or Amazon and you get it delivered to you, especially, particularly, when you opt for the free or expedited overnight delivery, regardless of the packaging, regardless of the sourcing of the product itself, just the transport alone 
is a significant has a significant carbon footprint and an impact in terms of the gas mileage and whatever other you know resource was used by that transport and oftentimes especially when you order from a big website like Amazon it starts in this part of the country, and then it goes here, and then it somehow ends up over here, and then it's, like, it's all over the place. Yeah, if your nearest Amazon facility doesn't have what you're trying to order, it comes from somebody, somewhere else, goes somewhere else, and it's just so much carbon. And it's so much <laughs> that could be cut out, and again, we don't know when life will return to normalcy, and everybody has their own levels of comfort. Do you get to try the clothes on ahead of time? I don't think you're allowed to try clothes. It depends. For our fans who aren't in New Jersey and you can be in dressing rooms, this is for you. Oh, true. <laughs> for our fellow New Jerseyans, sorry. sorry. <laughs> but nonetheless, and granted, and it all comes back to convenience. A lot of stuff you need, I won't say a lot because I believe that you can get almost anything from driving to. But again, I'm sorry, I'm having this internal no, there's conversation, <laughs> but we do live in an area where we have a lot of these stores within a close driving distance. So I, I totally understand the challenges. And when it comes to sustainable and ethical living, these challenges are going to arise. But it's about finding that balance in your life so that you can, you know, counter any bad environmental impact you might have. I do just want to say that that's very, um, it's very individualistic to think, like, because it's very convenient to us to go to all the stores, but there's other places in the world and in the country where it's very um, exactly. rural, where it could take you, like, well over 30 minutes just to drive to the store. Our listeners in and Idaho are listening, and they're like, we don't have <laughs> stuff around every corner. So, yes, for us, personally, it's the convenience of just going to a store and grabbing something would be there in five minutes. Um, but for those people who need things delivered regularly, it's time to start thinking about packaging and carbon footprints. Right. So if you do have the capacity to get out there and get to a store and get to your local Walmart and do the shopping there rather than online, do that. That makes a big difference. But if the best that you can do is just start thinking about which companies that you are going to have to ship something online anyway, which ones have the best sustainable practices, then that is your responsibility as well. So we just want to help share those resources and, um, again, let you know that even if you must, at all costs, shop online, there are different, you know... There are ways to do it properly. Let's just put that out there. Thanks, Ariel. Um, finishing my sentence. <laughs> We're... So be on the lookout on our Instagram for a story highlight about the stuff we've gone over on this episode where we'll talk about the good um, products and brands that we've come across online already. And also look for the post um, in our feed that goes over the different labels to look for. So we hope that that'll stick with you and when you're shopping and starting to make those decisions, especially about clothes, beauty, and food, you'll start to think more about where they came from and, and weigh out whether you can do it online or not, and if you do end up doing it online, what the best resources are to do so. And um, I think right to the tip, I guess. <laughs> God. To the tip. God dang. God dang it. Gosh darn it. I don't want to cuss. I don't want to cuss. Um, so the tip for this episode is convenience. I mean, I come up with a list 
I have a list. I have multiple lists on my phone mm-hmm. that really help me to decide wants versus needs and how soon I need a product. Um, right. Versus can I get it secondhand? Can I get it used and good? Versus do I need this brand new? Mm-hmm. And if I do need it brand new, if I don't need it right now, can I spend time and do the research to find the most ethical of that product out there? Mm-hmm. So I think just simple list writing has and, really helped me. And where convenience is concerned, start with what is immediate. Ariel, you know, part of her process is thinking immediacy. So start there too. And if, you know, stuff like food, you obviously need it, it all the time, yeah. so that's something that's something you might want to start with, figuring the best practice for sustainably getting your food. And from there, clothing and whatnot, and let it spiral out from there. Don't think of it as an all-consuming, I must change every area of my life right now. Do what is convenient for you. All right, so on that note, we're going to end with a quote. And our ending quote is... Is ladies check your titties for lumps because breast cancer kills. So check regularly, and if you have a willing and able sexual partner, have them check for you. Straight up. (laughs) Our quote today is by Martin Luther King Jr., and that quote is The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Thank you so much for listening to People on the Planet. Thanks so much for joining us. Tune in next time. We will be talking about things that are hard to recycle and best practices to dispose of things properly. Woo! Woo! We out.